1: And now, back to your regular programming! If you speak better to yourself! <laughs> you showed up for, like, probably the dumbest conversation we've ever had on this show. Let's have that smile
2: again. Tell me how that happens. Physically should not happen. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> if you say... Give me uh, as well. Three
1: times a day! God will light it up! It's just an absolute hack. I and mean, he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. And, you know, it's, it's just terrible. Execution there was horrible. Oh, my God. I thought I had that figured out. Uh, Jody Leon, Sean Anderson, Hack City, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. I was so caught up watching that intro that I completely forgot to remove the um, stupid slate that was sitting over our faces. Uh, and I almost started talking with that sitting on the screen. God, that new open is awesome, man. The, just the the audio, the, the video um, juiced up about that. I hope I hope our listeners appreciate it. I have no idea if they do or
2: not. I think it's really no yeah, I was just look, I hope they like it. Thank you, Joe, for um for helping contribute uh and, and building it out. I don't know how you are able to match what I was picturing in my head to what actually what the product was, but uh it was it was very good. I I just wanted to publicly commemorate you for a job well done. Well, Rack likes it, so that's oh. that's all we really need to
1: know. Thank it's you. an audience of one. We really only do this show just for Rack. Um, we g- gladly appreciate that he likes it. Uh, today, we've got another mailbag episode, as we're going to be doing every single Thursday or every Thursday that we can do this. Uh, we'll be answering listener questions. If you missed this week's round of gathering questions, make sure you are subscribed or followed to us at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio, and you can drop a comment when we poll for questions next Thursday morning. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the outcomes here for what's happening with Alabama football. Guys entering the transfer portal. And we're going to get to some other silly little things as we always do. Ravens guys eating peanut butter and jellies like it's the only thing that is available to them. Uh something disturbing we I don't know if it's true or not that we found out about the TSA, all that coming up and more. Sean, let's talk about Alabama. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. The read. Can you I was, very quickly a word from Bet Online?
2: Well, you can't bet on Alabama anymore this year until the season starts. But what you can do, you can bet NBA. You can bet NHL. I saw a I saw a tweet of a beer in Fenway Park talking about how excited oh, people are. I used to, and I said, you know what? That is going to be quite the get back to the season drinking in the ballpark eating hot dogs, betting on the Nats and, and knowing I'm not going to hit because the Nats stink. But betting on baseball fun. Gambling fun. NFL playoffs this weekend. Head to Bet Online. That's where you should be betting at. You shouldn't be betting anywhere else, but Bet Online. Sign up with the promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus. That's where you should be going. All the action, all the teams. Send it there. BetOnline.ag. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you doing that. Now,
1: if you want to go bet some money on the win total for Alabama, I wonder what they have it set at. There has been a lot that has happened since legendary head coach Nick Saban has retired. We've talked about this. We've broken down what it means for the football program. We've analyzed the hire of Kalen DeBoer from Washington, but a lot has happened since. There's been this huge mass exodus, this huge wave of backup freshmen, redshirt freshmen that have entered the portal, which – I think it was expected. We were expecting to see a lot of the back-end guys that weren't recently recruited by Kalen DeBoer, that weren't familiar with him, to want to see where else that they could go so they could get on the field early. They weren't given the same promises that Nick Saban and the previous coaching staff gave them. But here we are now, where two of the best young freshmen in college football, in Caleb Downs, the star safety and Caden Proctor, who was a developing and improving, really dominant left tackle for them. Both of those guys are entering the portal. On top of that, they've also lost Isaiah Bond. They've lost Roydell Williams. And I would not be shocked if there are not more potential eventual departures from this team. My biggest thing here, Sean, should we worry? What does this mean? Does this actually mean that there is going to be a drop-off for Alabama in 2024?
2: Yeah. It will be Kalen DeBoer is going to put together his team and it's going to be a well-coached team, but there's a drop-off. You can't have this many people leave. You can't have this many people leave uh, for, for other good schools who wins next year right now in your head, Florida state or Alabama one-on-one matchup because Florida state's getting, it's closer than it's close, closer than you're losing a lot of guys. Alabama typically recruits pretty talented dudes out of high school, or if it's a transfer, uh, then they're they're pretty good, you would say. Right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Losing a lot of really good players, and even if they haven't fully tapped in or they're not ready to see the field, that's impactful for the program. It's bad. Alabama fans should panic. Alabama fans should be upset. They should be worried. Why wouldn't you? Be worried. Enjoy it. That's part of the sport. Welcome to this, po- this side of the aisle. All right. You were on mom's mom's side of the aisle for forever. And it's nice. And they're clinking champagne. And now you're on dad's side and everyone's got beers and everyone's got beards and tattoos. And and it's just a scrap fest to try to make it to the altar. All right. You couldn't. You You know, these analogies.
1: I don't don't understand where that one was going.
2: (laughs) Alabama fans get to uh, enter reality with the rest of us, Joe. Have you? how was your time, Ben, as a Notre Dame fan? You're a bigger team of, of Notre Dame. Uh, frustrating. Than I am. Frustrating. Do you think Alabama has been frustrated in the last 17 no. years? No. No. The, the most.
1: The, okay, so that's that's a really good point that you're. Bringing I'm reveling up here. in it. That's a great point that you're bringing up here. I think panicking is unjustified in this situation because they're just now in the normal sphere of what it's like to be a fan of a college football team that is not named Georgia. It is the world where there are up and down years. There's years where you're going to lose a lot of guys in the portal. And it's going to happen naturally with a coach transition. As I said a second ago, there's going to be years where you don't have the quarterback on the roster. You don't have the defensive backs to perform and be as good as they were. I mean, we've got pretty good evidence that Caitlin DeBoer builds those types of teams with what we just saw in the national championship game, that they didn't have the interior defensive linemen. They didn't have the interior offensive linemen, but they still had a really good football team. I, at the end of the day, have said this before, that Alabama fans need to temper their expectations. Oh, you're being ridiculous. I know, I know that they're not going you're, to. You're I, know, I know a crazy that, person. I know it sounds ridiculous to say. Are you trying I'm to not. be funny? No, I'm not. I know that okay. they're not going to, but okay. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the product that we saw at Washington is more comparable to what Alabama is going to be than anything that Nick Saban put out there. Kalen DeBoer is not going to turn Alabama into uh, what Nick Saban had. He's just not going to. We don't have enough evidence to prove that he's capable of doing that. Can he get Alabama to the peak of what Washington could have been, which is an 11-win team that maybe has some roster holes that is winning a lot of big football games and goes to the playoff, but maybe falls short. Maybe one year they do actually finally win it. But I don't think that as we're starting to see now, I don't think that they're going to be a consistent contender. I just,
2: I just don't think that
1: that's realistic to expect.
2: It's unrealistic to expect any team to be a consistent contender. It, what we saw oh Georgia, the, I mean, well, is, right is, now that's is it. You have, you have one out of 200, whatever it is. Yeah. Total look. Yeah. Now we get, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Now we get parity. We get oh, even a, more.
1: Oh, uh, I thought you meant ecstatic that Alabama isn't good. But
2: yeah, no, you're right. There is more parity. I am ecstatic that they're not good. You know, because oh, I've had a bunch of cornball Patriots fans in my ear for a decade, and all they did was whine about how they weren't good enough while winning Super Bowls. And what did Alabama fans do? Pretty much the same thing. I think they partied a little more. They partied hard, and they. They really get after it after the wins. But spoiled, jaded fan bases coming back to reality and watching the face of a friend of yours, Joe, change over years where you get to see that the sports team <laughs> has been taking a toll on them uh, like they have with us. I, I, it's phenomenal. I can't I can't get enough of that content. I like the meltdown. I like the winners that, that couldn't fathom losing. Now you're losing. And... I, <laughs> It's also crazy for me to say because they got a great coach and they're still gonna get a great class and they're gonna recruit their asses off and they're gonna work the portal and they're gonna do a lot of great things and they might sneak into the playoff next year in the 12 teamer. Yeah. That's still meltdown enough for Alabama for me to revel in it, for me to bathe in their their sadness. You know, it's kinda like it it's kind of like everyone's got that one
1: really rich friend that you yeah. know you go to a, you go to a bar or something. And, you know, you, or a club and you can't get in and they try to pay the bouncer and the bouncer tells them to F off. That's what it's kind of like now that they're, you know, it's a reality check. They're used to everything going their way and everything going according to plan. And I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and do the whole yippee Alabama's down, but I agree with you. I kind of, the, the Patriots angle is the part that I like because we in college, it was so unbelievably annoying having had focused on sports media and majored in sports media and been around all of these kids that were huge New England sports fans. And we couldn't talk about anything else when we did student radio, when we did all these things. I remember the NFL draft. It was the week of the NFL draft and we were doing student radio. And one of the the co-hosts on the on the show that I that we sat in on was like no we have to talk about for 30 minutes the Red Sox who were World Series contenders at the uh-huh. time signing this this backup uh, relief pitcher no we're not going to talk about the NFL draft the NFL draft is more important than than the Red Sox pitching rotation or their relief pitchers my whole point is I am annoyed as equally as you're saying now the more that I think about it by that spoiledness of certain fan bases and it's nice it's nice that it's they can really nice, and I like understand. that you're not
2: harboring any resentment towards WRIU still to this day. I oh, like I that. that. I harbor you're so done much done... resentment. What are you talking <laughs> What's about? What's wrong with you? <laughs> that was what is that seven
1: years ago? Now? I hold so many <laughs> grudges you don't understand. You know, you <laughs> actually you should understand. You live how are you still living like that? It's motivation. <laughs> how do you think that I stay so motivated? people piss me off and i think about
2: them daily oh. that's what i do <laughs> i i like i don't know i'm i i am a a fan of bad teams and i got to see it firsthand uh in real life outside of sports this past year i went uh when i was in amsterdam i was with i would call a Lothario, a guy that's very good with women uh, brags about how good he is with women and then uh-huh. uh, uber confident guy. Is and you can't I think
1: it is, or is this some no, 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 okay. you haven't met him, okay?
2: But a very incredibly, in- extremely confident dude. Uh, but he's not on the tall side. And when we were in oh. Amsterdam, uh, I am on the tall side, so he had a little bit of humble pie. Whereas previously in DC, he, he cl- runs circles around me, crushes me in DC, got to go to the dam talking to the tall women they're interested in the tall fella so I got a little bit of that this year and I need more of it I need more of the Alabamas and I'm a hater and you can I'm a a world-class hater when I want to be and I'm I I will exercise that all season with Alabama I will relish in it thanks for
1: letting everybody know you got
2: laid when you were in Amsterdam
1: I didn't say
0: that I did not (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, any final thoughts on this before we turn the page? Because I, I don't know if it's like a really it, – it's an impactful topic, I and I think that it's one that's kind of been drawn out a little bit. It's huge news that Caleb Downs could possibly be going to Georgia. I think it's really funny that Caden Proctor's out there and there's all these SEC teams that would love to have a premier left tackle, and he might just end up at Iowa, um, which just feels like such a – in abyss for him to disappear into and then to reemerge in the NFL draft. Like we're, we're never going to hear about Caden Proctor again until he declares for the NFL draft. Probably
2: not, which is fine. Uh, I'm as much as I'm overreacting. And if I seem like I'm happy, I am, but I'm not that happy because I know that DeBoer is a machine. I mean, just an hour ago, Austin Mack four-star quarterback, Going to Bama, following. Yeah, him. okay. How goddamn hard is it to recruit a kid that was already committed, that was already
1: at Washington, to come? Uh, how hard is Alabama? it to keep a kid at Alabama? At Alabama, we're seeing that, that dudes are ready to move. It's like calling your ex back up and being shocked that she's willing to to hook you, up. Like, yeah, think, of course you the think kid's my exes would.
2: You think my exes would hook back up with me? No, no shock you, in ever loving hell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. By the way, speaking
1: of which, uh, not to—I mean, we're already. Uh, our next topics are not really totally sports related. Um, you said that you were gonna. Was there? W- could we get an update on the date last night, or is
2: there? You don't want to talk about that? Oh, it was a nice date. Okay. Uh, I I made some. I made some choices. I don't know. I I, I don't know if I would make the next time. Uh, made a reservation. It's nice. Nice kind of trendy restaurant. A little top uh-huh. of a small place. Uh, I, know, I walk in, I got, Wait, is this the
1: same top as place that you've told me you've taken multiple girls on dates? No, before? No 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 no, no. Okay. Wait okay. no, 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 no. I
2: went to DC. Um, and it was nice. Uh, but it was, I, I didn't even realize until I got there, I was going to be at the bar and that's uh, where I was just, I guess I didn't have a table, uh, a seating. So I didn't love that. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was dumb. I got, uh, not called out but examined at the end of the date because it was like 17 degrees out it was very cold in dc and i just had on my stupid little corduroy thin mm-hmm. shoe, long sleeve yeah. and she uh you know noted hey you didn't bring a jacket and then i'm i can't i can't wear i can't bring a, a, a jacket that's going to keep me warm on a date and i i, I started to explain i'm like nah oh, no i just didn't i didn't want to wear a jacket but my jackets joe and i have an example here this, okay, the, I can't pull up in the biggest jacket of, uh, of all time. You you, you are smother. now, you're now reaping what you've sowed. You have,
1: you have these obnoxious jackets that are fire hydrant, uh, traffic cone colors. And I got this other big jacket, which is this one's, one's a little,
2: this one's a little better for a date. I've had to utilize both, but it's still, I, I can't have this. I can't have myself in a puffer on it. I, I will look What's like right that. It's too big. I'm too big because th- my everyone's got puffers in my house and one and, and Sam got a massive one. And, and and now now whenever he wears it out, I'm like, that's what it's like being next to me at the bar because he's got another four inches protruding from him. And I didn't know how to get out of that. Uh, and then uh, to the, the close it out, you know, she's get it right back there. Her spot. She's like, awesome. Yeah. See you again. I said, awesome. I didn't say sounds good. I didn't I I sounded like a a kindergartner saying goodbye to teacher at the end of the day. (laughs) So the the film, I I really at times I wish I had the the film all 22 of my dates so I could I could go back and and watch and, and make notes. I don't want it from last night. I don't because I think I did good I think there might be a second date but can, I
1: can't do it no can I can I pitch like a really bad idea oh so, sure okay, so, so you know we fiddled with the um uh, you know me making the East Coast move back at some point I, and to be determined fully if that does happen we both end up in in New York City whatever blah 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 uh-huh. would you allow me to come on these dates and like sit at like a different table and just to observe? so that we could talk about it afterwards. I think, I think that that would be fine. really, I think it'd be good content. I think that'd be really good content. If we could provide a, a secondhand
2: opinion of everything that you did wrong. <laughs> oh yeah. You picked your nose 22 minutes in. Oh God. <laughs> what do you stand um, on? What do you, what's your, uh, well, you probably ordered wine, right? What what, what, what cocktails? But you, the d- the date, date drink. Yeah. Yeah. What's your date drink?
1: um, I usually do, or I used to do when I was single, I would do bourbon, but now I'd probably do a tequila soda. I think I was a little, didn't feel great
2: about the tequila soda, but I, I don't, I don't actually think that that's a bad I think drink it's fine. Choice. I think it's like true neutral for, for day yeah. three. Uh, yeah. I go whiskey sour, uh, cause I know I like them, uh, and it comes in a nice glass and it's got the heavy ice cubes. I think it's, I think it's a good, that's what I go with. What's a Miami vice. I don't know. Miami, it's got to be like pinkish at some point, right? Well, let me see here. Miami yeah, Vice cocktail. Yeah. We're going to find out that this is
1: I, – I, I will is, not order – no, no way. Our, our <laughs> no. listeners in these weird drinks in these names, and this this is probably Nobody one of the most – Nobody wants to drink looking. normal. Two, two ounces of rum, one cup of strawberries, one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of simple syrup, uh, two ounces of cream of coconut, two ounces of pineapple juice. And then uh, a pineapple slice to garnish. Uh, Ryan says whiskey sour, whiskey but the Miami Vice, well, the, the I'll Miami, make Miami vice,
2: vice, right now. I'll
1: get after it. <laughs> that has to be the most feminine drink order that you could order on a first date. <laughs> Will, I'm sorry, man. I. I think that the date would end before it even got started. If you I, I, it, that's that's a tough hole to dig out of with that drink cup because I am else. Tr- wait, wait. What else would be worse here? Like, what else would be like really questionable that would? And, and I'm not talking about like batshit crazy. Like, if you ordered a um like a Jaeger bomb and you just fucking ripped it at the at at the table.
2: I mean, <laughs> I like that we both went to pin it. Yeah, I, I really think. <laughs> I don't there's just so many I, I, vodka cranberry would be tough. That'd be that'd be a tough first date drink for a dude because
1: Yeah, vodka cranberry uh or I'm like I'm trying to think vodka uh, Red
2: Bull would be awful. We actually talked about vodka Red Bulls. That'd be, that'd be bad. Do you do espresso martinis? No, wait, wait. wait uh, I think uh, okay, espresso martini on a first, for, dudes, first. But you gotta be, you gotta be slender. You gotta be your size. You can't be it, my size drinking an espresso martini. Yeah, you you can't. The,
1: the espresso martini is a fine. It's a good going out drink. It is a good drink when you're with a group of people and you do the everybody let's get an espresso martini. You want to get an espresso it's, before we leave. Yeah, yeah. It's right. it's yeah. six o'clock. You're trying to get the. You just had dinner. You're getting the early buzz. You're getting the early energy. You're rolling out for the night. But no, you don't do that on a date though <laughs> wait 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 you're not gonna be able to order that at the restaurant if you showed up with like a big baggy coat and then you pulled a out a yeah sure a paper bag with a four loco in it didn't order a drink at the at the restaurant and you proceeded to drink that the whole time i think that that would be uh fantastic what's the midori sour again it's not, I, I think don't... it's
2: an old man drink is Let's it what... sorry i'm cracking one of these i kind of got uh, appetized um a dory so <laughs> oh, this is a
1: a like a, a bright green god that's not a, what we're a, looking a, for people we're it, it, looking for... dory liquor lime juice lemon juice and soda water <laughs>
2: now here's a question green. what is that what are you opening oh it just smells a hey, that i was gifted i started thinking about these fruity drinks and i wanted one uh, uh are, how... Wait, how ryan you... says
1: long island iced tea i don't think that's a bad drink i don't think that's a
2: bad oh drink that'd be t- t- first date drink that's bad what do you mean, Long, Long Island iced one. tea? It's a little it's, weird. It's not. It's not a manly drink. That's not a confident. Unless you're, unless you really don't give a fuck what 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 this person is gonna think. Have of you, you wait?
1: Wait. Do you know what a, a a Long Island iced tea is?
2: Yeah, it's iced tea and a bunch of no, uh, no, no, vodka,
1: right? No, 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 no. It's not. So this is the misconception. It is a concoction of multiple types of liquor, and the coloring comes out in the consistency you're a lunatic it, it comes out in the consistency of and it looks like iced tea which is why they call it um <laughs> strawberry capri sun
2: from will i i have not seen will as a commenter before and i'm starting to like will's i will's like will's got too. some ideas i like it yeah. joe is i mean martini's got to be too pretentious right you can't do that yeah that's because- that's pretty I know, I know like three people that moved to New York recently and all they do is post martinis on their stories. So I, you, I'm like, you, you think that you're cooler than
1: you actually are.
2: You don't actually
1: like the taste, uh, the, the no, whole God, olive no. oil in, in, the, in, in a drink too. Uh, I mean, you're just trying to shit your pants. I, I think that those people don't understand.
2: <laughs> Would a martini put you out of commission. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I, I mean, I th- they say that olive oil, just drinking it, is not a good thing for.
2: It's not bad for you, but it's, oh, I, it's you know. I did see the ice cream. People have been trying that, and they they're shitting their pants. So it's, yeah, they're shitting their pants.
1: Um. All right, let's move to the let's move back to a football topic. Oh sure. Uh, <laughs> uh there was uh, news today that this was floated out there preseason, and it's kind of been confirmed now that this is a, a real thing that's happening in the lunacy that is modern college football, we have a football player, Cam McCormick, a Miami tight end that has been granted a ninth year of eligibility. Now, if I recall correctly, his ninth year actually is not this upcoming year, and he has multiple years after this year because of multiple injury issues that he has endured. He's also got the COVID eligibility. He gets a red shirt. There's all of these layers that this kid Gets nine years. Maybe this is his last season because the graphic that was posted says last Friday. Regardless, nine years is an absurd amount. I, I I don't understand how the NCAA can look at this and say, you know what, this checks out. Nine years, if I'm correct, would imply that he showed up before we got to college.
2: I think he was a six, a class of sixteen
1: guy. Okay, I think. I mean regardless the kid's 26 yeah he is a year older than us and he is eligible and playing football I don't know and I also for context here good friend of ours that we played with Montana um was on the Rhode Island football team and I like we he's been telling me a ton about all the like different things that have happened for Rhode Island when he was there for the last year which was this past year part of the things that he was telling me about was how Rhode Island starting quarterback Kasim Hill was 26 years old. And while he got along with the team, it was a weird vibe. That is a grown ass man yeah, that is showing way up in the locker room that's going to the bars, hitting on 21 year olds. It is a really weird vibe. So I'm just reiterating this. I don't know why you, as an adult male, can want to be a part of a group of guys that are 18 years old. It's just weird.
2: Do you remember when we were living with Burke and he was in grad school and we were like 20 and he was, tw- he was 23. 23. Yeah, and it I remember felt that. like he was like the only grown up. I, I couldn't imagine being on a team now, on a college football team now, and doing it like, like and, and and for this, if the my if the tight end were to walk into this place, Joe, this is my church. This is a little picture of my church. God would tell him to his face to give it up. He's told you three times, he's told you for four years, it's time. Now I respect that You're trying to get some money in the market, you're yeah, get get, get free school, and Ryan get makes a good school, point. Run you do it. You 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 if they're giving you the opportunity, take it, go 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 crazy. It's not I, I what, it does how does it it doesn't affect me, but we gotta start searching for some jobs at some well, point, pal.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, here actually I, Ryan, I'm I'm pushing back on this. He if this was an in, wait, wait, if this was an individual that was pre-med or pre-law and used this as an opportunity to get part of his law school, his MBA paid for his um, which Miami has a good, good business school, if he was getting his law school paid for, I would argue that this is really good strategy, great for him. He was a communications major. A PhD in communications is fucking worthless. And no. as two people that were a journalism and communication majors, even getting an undergrad degree in that is a waste of time and money. If he wants to go ahead and teach, go for it. But I seriously doubt that the guy's just trying to play football. The, if you're going to be strategic and get school paid for, get something that's hard to get. And that's more expensive than, than most people can afford.
2: Go do that. He just wants to hang around and, and be a part of the football team. That's the reality that we're dealing with here, yeah. Somebody, I'm looking for it now, I should have bookmarked it, but somebody posted like his or his I think it's his LinkedIn page, uh, shows what he, yeah, I I, I, I think it was Reddit CFP advertising, and then he got his uh master's in sports and advertising, and now it's like baccalaureate or whatever that word is. And I don't know if that means you're going for your PhD or not, doesn't seem like it. Seems like Buddy likes playing ball. He's gotten injured a ton and and he just wants to stay around. And you know what? We had guys that stayed around. Uh Q was was 24, 25 when we were playing. Yeah. Uh and he uh, Qvon Jones ruined my my bottom row of my teeth. I remember that. He he shifted them bad. And now they're not they're uneven because I got ear real bad during spring ball by a nice. 25-year-old linebacker. And I was a, a red shirt freshman. I'll never forget it. For other players' safety, he shouldn't be playing <laughs> too much of an advantage. You're telling me you got a guy that's been in the weight room uh for seven years. Yeah, but like if he
1: was like a real threat to really do any I, damage, he'd be in the I NFL. Know. He'd yeah. be in the NFL.
2: But you know what? If you want to go out and you want to party in Miami and and have a bunch of fun, being on a college football team is when it's when it's good, it's the most fun you could have. And I'm sure NFL's fun, but then you have adult responsibility as a part of it. But if everything's clicking and all the boys are sending and everyone's excited after a win, doesn't top it. It just doesn't because everyone's finding the party, everyone's seeing everybody again. Uh, so I, I get the appeal, but it's time to move on. All right, stop drinking out of that. You're—is uh, that Alize? Is that what you're
1: drinking? I, I told you it was. I didn't hear what you said. Uh, Will brings up a good point here. Aren't there international guys that come out and play D one and they're 27 plus? The other thing too that we encountered. I don't know if you remember, we had a lot of guys on the soccer team at Rhode Island that were in their mid to late 20s that were uh, international guys that kind of... Yeah, did you never talk to I any of the no soccer clue. team guys? I don't think I ever talked to
2: the soccer the the no. male soccer team. I talked I, to the women's soccer team more.
1: I was a little more social than you were. Um, <laughs> is intro, is That's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> oh, no, you were, you were you were you were social with the with our team. I was a little bit more social outside of the team. You had circle. some forced intersport interactions, is what that happened. actually that actually is kind of. That actually is kind of true. Um, he does bring up a good point. I have been at camps and stuff around these twenty-seven-year-old guys. I still think it's weird. Like I I still had been as as like a twenty-year-old being at camps and working out with these guys. Like it's just a weird, weird vibe being around a guy.
2: Go to the new football, the the XFL, whatever that merged league is. That's where they should go. Try out there. If not, just go to college. Um, can you lead in the Ravens? This is the story of the one.
1: uncrustables news story that we found
2: out this week i thought that this was awesome when you when you sent this to me i just like being able to give an example to listeners about the different types of characters that are in a football locker room uh you have your northeast guys you have your new york guys uh corn fed you know middle america dudes no neck all that fun stuff west coast guys sweet they're cool soft a little softer And then you got your your mid-Atlantic guys like me and Joe, pretty normal. Uh, But then there's the South. And not just the South, there's Florida. And the Florida dudes in the locker room are an unbelievable personality. Because I think I would describe it as a nutritionist's worst nightmare and a skill coach's best dream. Like, like, Mm Because they can run all day. They're hopped up on sugar all the time. They eat hot chips and candy and soda dudes from Florida. Not good. Not, not great nutrition. And I guess, uh, the Ravens, uh, at some point, uh, via the Baltimore banner, uh, I guess they spoke with Sarah Snyder, the Ravens director of sports nutrition. And it's reported that the Ravens eat 30 to 60 Uncrustables a day. Uh, that would be 7,500 in a season. The nutritionist uh, Snyder stated, I'm surprised at how many people eat at least one PB and day and they don't get tired of them. Welcome to football with Florida dudes, because you don't see this quantity of junk food or Uber processed, healthy food than you do with Florida guys. Like I, I like Lamar Jackson that just want to eat PB and J's and play football. It's, it's the, it's one of my favorite genres of football players. <laughs> it's, screw the healthy eating i'm gonna i'm faster than you and i'm gonna play football longer than you because i'm from florida and this is what we were raised on i, I loved it i love to see that it carried on to the nfl and if i had to guess i would say that it was lamar himself that is the shot caller for the uncrustables revolution within the baltimore ravens franchise
1: yeah i don't even know how to like really evaluate this it's just it's just hilarious that they you've got a bunch of grown men that are eating like children I mean, I love Uncrustables. I They're think fantastic. It, it, if, if I, as an adult, having full autonomy of my diet and what I buy, I have to deliberately buy a limited amount of things. I don't have any snacks in my apartment because I know I will overeat them. If I could buy Uncrustables, I would mow through them. That, that would probably be the only thing that I would eat. Um, so I respect the hustle. I respect the, uh, um, you know, the movement here. Um, I would love to find out if we could get like a full. Maybe that actually be a good idea. I huh. wonder if I emailed all of the the communications points of contact that all of the NFL teams, if they could do a, if they could ask the nutritionist how many uncrustables they're eating on a daily basis, so that we could we could put together a nice graphic of well, we, because it's-
2: five teams buy uncrustables consumed. It's um almost like the I like that I, I. Because a peanut butter and jelly isn't is is sometimes recommended by certain nutritionists after working out. You get your PB and J, you get your chocolate milk, good sugars, complex carbs, a little bit of protein. Get you right back up, ready for your day. Like like, like in the nutrition world, a PB and J on maybe wheat bread isn't terrible uh, with, with with a spare uh, uh, a sparing amount of jelly. Uncrustables are fantastic pockets of candy. That's what hmm. they are. And you made a good point that you can't have them because when I've had them, it's all I've eaten. It's wake up, one uncrustable, put it in it's in the freezer, pop it in the microwave for you have to pop it in for like 12 seconds. I used to eat them frozen. frozen. I used <laughs> to eat <laughs> your dirt bag. <laughs>
1: Dude, I've had them frozen. I, I can't explain it. The frozen version <laughs> of them is even better than the regular version of them. It's I, n- it's,
2: <laughs> You you know what? You couldn't have said a more Joe De Leon thing because now all I can do is picture you just sitting down, looking at your phone, chomping on a on a uncrustables well, that's frozen. I, I I'm not even you're a chomper.
1: directly. I, I'm not eating the directly frozen one. What I used to do is I, I – because I didn't like heating them up. I don't want to eat a warm PB&J. I would take it you out put it and – it in 12
2: seconds then. Then it's – that's the perfect no, – No,
1: no, 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 no. I, I, would, I would leave it – I would take it out and then I would leave it out on the counter. Actually, this is
2: exactly what you and I
1: used This is exactly what you and I used to talk about. I would leave it out on the counter to warm up for 15 minutes and then I would come back to it and <laughs> then I would just – Eat this half
2: frozen. I, I can't explain it. The the, the, <laughs> the peanut the butter hard, was hard. The jelly was soft. The bread was nice and cold <laughs> and textured. I get it. I've had a frozen Uncrustables before. But <laughs> Will is on fire you, right now. <laughs> your lack of problem-solving skills. Ugh. Or or <laughs> problem solving it's, it's a lack to find the best solution. Some of us, <laughs> like myself, have found the best solution uh, for it's that's, that's not, it not a it, seconds. You don't set them But on I, the but I like don't want man. to do that. I didn't want to do that. It I
1: appreciate I appreciated the process. It is like leaving out Uh, 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 decanting a bottle of wine. You have to let it breathe a little bit. You leave it out. You take it out of the wrapper. You put it on a plate. You leave it there for for 15 minutes, and then you eat half
2: the half roast. Why did you want to wait so long to eat your Uncrustables? Because you didn't have to heat it up all the way. You could put it in for five seconds, and that would at least break down some of the hard peanut butter. There are options for you, (laughs) aside from me want sandwich, punk. And then now, thirty minutes later,
1: I I don't want to I don't want to hear I don't want to hear your judging. This is
2: um, <laughs> here's the thing: heating things up on the counter, it hasn't necessarily taken off with uh, the foodies, but I think me and Joe could find the best foods to let naturally warm up. I think obviously bread, you got to let that yeah. out. you got to let that, yeah. but you, and uncrustables. It's not the best way, Joe. I you know that. I don't think
1: you understand the process, and nor will you ever understand the process. One day I'll put you on. I'll, why? Do, I'll...
2: Why don't we have a new flavor? It's it's grape and strawberry, and both are perfect. What, in are, their own. what other flavors do you need? I, I, I'm just I'm brainstorming. Maybe put a little chocolate in an uncrustable. Make that a dessert one. Fat ass. You all right, butter, let's get let, let's get to these mailbag questions. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of raspberry is a other. good one. The, the chocolate one. Well, you couldn't throw some bananas and peanut butter in there. I mean,
1: as somebody now who's we're now we're someone's cooking. daily breakfast, my breakfast is literally bananas and, and, and peanut butter. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I don't think a frozen banana would be very good. That's that's packaged. That's why you um, heat it up. And I'm talking about like packaged, preserved, sliced bananas stuffed into an crustable. I don't I don't I don't think that vibes. All right. Let's get to some of these mailbag questions. Uh, anybody in the chat who wants to drop a question? feel free to um, first one from our friends at Jack rabbit illustrated great South Dakota state coverage from all of the high profile guys SDSU has in the draft this year, Who is going first and who do you anticipate getting drafted versus UDFA seven guys, either uh, playing in the hula shrine or senior bowl. The obvious one to me is, um, is Isaiah Davis. Um, the thing that gets really tricky for me, I think his talent is the highest amongst all these guys, but the thing that gets so tricky is he's a running back and he's a running back with an injury and a lot of wear and tear and a lot of reps. So part of me is a little wary of what that is going to mean for his evaluation and that a lot of NFL teams might be scared away from him. I think based on where Pierre strong junior was selected with about the same amount of touches, that's going to come into play, but I don't see a reason why Isaiah Davis can't go early day three at the at the very least. Uh, Mason McCormick probably I've gotten good feedback on being a late uh, late day three guy potentially. Um, same thing with Garrett Greenfield late day three versus UDFs UDFA somewhere in that range, and then the Yankee Twins um, potential for them as well. I think the one guy for me who I evaluated over the summer for RPM um that i think is a clear-cut udfa or pfa is uh is zach hines i so just not a very fluid athlete little stiff good hands does enough as a blocker he's a guy that just comes in camp and does a really good job and is like a practice squad guy or ends up in the uh in the xfl
2: i think it's davis for sure uh if not it's some of the big meaties up front because o-line depth and warren sharp pointed it out Uh, It's at a premium in the NFL, so I think teams, we're going to see more and more teams take chances on these offensive linemen in hopes that they can stay healthy and grow into professional either backup or starting offensive linemen, and a lot of backups in the NFL end up starting at some point on that front five, so they stay healthy, uh, they pass their tests, and they're athletic enough, I I, I would say that the uh, O-linemen and Davis are my big three
1: our good friend rack of tits 69. has got two questions for us. Um, by the way, I, I just, I don't know if all of our listeners understand that, um, we somehow ended up in a group chat with him in Chester and it has to be, I don't read all the messages, not just them be,
2: and Chris Hammond.
1: I, it has become one of the stranger and I don't really respond to most of the messages because <laughs> any response is incriminating. um, but I'm entertained. I appreciate that. This is it, I kind of like I, the chat. If I found out that this show had an audience of of four and it was that chat, uh, I, it would honestly it would make my ear. But Rack of Tits um, asks us, can you talk about the new portal additions in Long Snapping World? Any uh, names you guys are liking? Xander Eccles was a big get for us at Idaho this off season, and definitely my favorite Vandal player now. He's about to light it up in Moscow. Look, I'm going to bring this up really quickly, Xander. I hope you don't tune into the show. Um, Rack brings this up because he discovered that Xander has been liking and commenting on only failed fans'
2: models on Twitter. And why are you out in the boy, Joe? I'm not out. He's You're out in the
1: boy. He's going. Co- I followed. He followed me, and I followed him back. Because I follow every college long snapper who follows me and I appreciate it. And then I noticed this and I I don't know if I respect it or if my man just needs to have a little bit more just grace. Um, I kind of respect it though. I kind of get it. You know, I don't, I don't know how to,
2: to explain it. distraction specialist distraction again i so i'm sorry i can't answer the first part of your question rack i I, i'm not that up to date with the uh (laughs) portal additions in the long snapping world so i'll (laughs) own up to that one for the second point of this which i was unaware of huge team distraction not what should be happening control yourself on social media also it's not illegal to make two Twitter accounts. Make a porn Twitter account if you want to. You are representing yourself. Here here's the as an Idaho vandal, a part of the, the football program. Here's
1: the funniest part about it. Here's the funniest part about it and then I've got another point in in addition to this. Wait. wait. These actions are that of a 65-year-old man with a wife it's and an kids that his marriage is struggling is just and, you know, he needs attention from somebody. His wife doesn't look at him the same. So he's going and he's commenting on OnlyFans Models uh, uh, tweets. That's what this is. That's this action. And it's coming from a 21-year-old. And it's so goddamn funny. But I I, I need to elaborate here for those that don't, don't understand the specialist world. There are two – you don't know that many long snappers – I know a lot of a a disturbing amount. I know uh, uh, dozens of long snappers. There are two archetypes of long snappers. There are the degenerate high-maintenance ones like me, okay, and then there are the goober ones like this that don't really have a ton of self-awareness. I've been around plenty of those,
2: and I'm sorry, Xander, you fall into... How is he good? in this bucket? Uh, you know what I like because that—that's literally the only two buckets you could have for the long snappers and specialists. Yeah, that's fair. no, no, no. Kickers and punters are different. It, okay, this is fine. Long, long, snappers. long snappers. That's fine. He's not a goober. He's one of you. He's a. De- this is degeneracy. That's what it is. He's one of the degenerate, sicko, high maintenance. I don't know. Guys. It feels like a George Coaster to. action. <laughs> who is the? uh who's the dark-haired kid that long snapped for a little bit? 59 sacks griffin yeah there's something griffin would do actually uh yeah not trying to out griffin griffin's never done this but he was a bit of a goober oof i you know what Mm -mm. next next question
1: okay uh next question from rack gentlemen have either of you seen the movie miss march sean might i suggest
2: this for your next date night what is this i don't know what this is Miss March, and I watched it I think when I was about 12 years old, 12 or 13 years old. It's a romantic-ish comedy about a guy who wakes up from a coma and his girlfriend is now a Playboy model. So he uh he has to go is it find a real, her. Is this a and, real movie? Yeah, it's a real, it's a real movie. Uh it's not good. I don't think it's very funny. Craig Robinson scarred me a little bit in this movie for a specific scene and if you've seen it you know the scene i'm talking about but i i don't even know if i could describe the scene without getting booted off of youtube all right then don't it's just it's a it's a weird movie i think it's a bit of like a maybe like a stonerish movie like it's it's but it's a rack movie it's a movie it's a huge rack rack movie if you are into butt rock milfs uh, and and probably doing mushrooms in your basement. You would love this movie. If if you don't fit all three of those characteristics, you probably wouldn't like the movie. But I, I actually could chime in on it. I I don't know. It, it was it was good for a a teenage boy to watch if he was interested in watching looking at a bunch of Playboy models.
1: All right, we got three questions from our friend Chester. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna answer this one. I just want. I'm sorry, but I have to read this because this is I. I verbally laughed when I when I saw that he commented this. I, I don't uh, I don't approve of this behavior. Um, this question is who's the worst parent? Adam twenty two or Casey Anthony? I'm going to move on to the next question. Read the uh, hashtag. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Uh, do you th- do you think <laughs> Old Miss can win a title next year? I placed a future on them, and I think that they uh, will get more guys in the portal. I think it's a good bet because you can get it for good value because I think other teams are going to get more action because there's this there's just this natural bias against Ole Miss because they failed to, to live up to expectations so if there's a year for them to just sneak their not sneak their way but be really good and to outplay those
2: expectations it's it's going to be 2024. This Ole Miss push that we're starting to see is starting to feel like the Penn State push that we all gave this offseason, before the season started.
1: I disagree. It feels more like the Florida State
2: one, which is good and bad. Ooh, if it's Florida State, if, if they end up being this year's Florida State, then they do have a real shot. If they end up like this year's Penn State, there's no shot in hell. And I think they're closer to Penn State. And they're old Miss, and they're not going to do it. And they can't do it because Lane can't get over the hump. Uh the But maybe, take. maybe – now that the big bad man from Alabama is gone, Lane Kiffin can do it. But this past season, it, he had so many opportunities or a couple opportunities in his biggest games to show me that he has matured as a play caller and was ready to really take it to the next level. And it didn't look And Ole Miss pooped their pants and they lost to Alabama And when they had them on the ropes on a down team. No, no, I, I do not think that they won the championship. Maybe they make the playoff. Maybe. Probably. Bad take. Last uh question from Chester. What was your favorite home
1: cooked meal as a kid? I'll let you go first. I know Joe was a fan of gruel, uh, so uh, he doesn't need to answer. He, he, it was uh it was a half warmed up
2: uncrustable.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. There you go. It was it was at home and it a was room cooked. temperature half <laughs> frozen Tell me it wasn't cooked because it did heat up. <laughs> um, i was always a big Uh, fan of my birthday meal was always fried chicken fried okra mashed potatoes uh real real southern meal uh i think um i mean that always went crazy uh i mean uh, jambalaya. yeah i'd say the fried chicken fried okra mashed potatoes combo uh, untouchable uh in my eyes
1: I, th- I think just mac and cheese. I think it's just mac a, and, yeah, Such an easy uh, answer for that question.
2: Dude, I had a g- and I I already yelled about it. And i I'm still thinking about it because I, I yelled about it. I'm going through all of our old sh- uh, shows from this year. I yelled about the mac and cheese take that I heard in my house about the Kraft mac and cheese versus home baked with the bread crumbs on top. Yeah, and one of my roommates is still adamant about the uh, uh, Kraft or Easy Mac being the best. I can't. I I still have not. It's still haunting me. Good mac and cheese, homemade, has to be you got you got the pasta, you're melting the cheese, you got the breadcrumbs, and it's being baked in an oven, not in a pot stovetop. Way different. Way different. Uh, question for from Mac and Cheese me. Corner. Question from Big
1: Iron. Of the playoff teams in the FCS, who do you think had the best chance to make the playoff again and win the chip? I mean, outside of... South Dakota State. I mean, I I guess probably Montana.
2: Montana. I mean, they
1: just lost Clifton McDowell, but their whole run game returns. They've got a number of key players coming back. Probably Montana.
2: I don't know if I'd cast a vote for anybody in the CAA because I don't know who's gonna who's gonna. I and I don't Poffenbarger, know. Gonna be, Poffenbarger's gone. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna make the playoffs for the CAA. Montana probably has the best shot. Uh, yeah. I really
1: like this this question from Satoshi. Guacamato has got a Bitcoin profile picture. If Joe and Sean both did all of the events at the NFL combine, who would have the higher RAS for our listeners that don't know what an RAS is? It is a relative athletic score, which is calculated based on a athlete's size profile, arm length, uh, height. What Actually, I don't know if arm length comes into play height, weight, and then math is done based on it's the formula is based on their testing numbers and what it means for their size profile. So it got a bigger guy who might run a slower 40, but is in a certain percentile for running that 40 is going to, uh, have a higher RAS. So I think the answer to this question is easy. I would probably run a faster 40 than you. And I might beat you in some of these categories, but you're going to win this because I'm not that much. I would need to run like a four or five to be so much faster than you to have that much better of an RAS. So I don't think that's like a, you know, a, 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 I, there's no way I win this. Sean, I mean, Ryan, you're right. Sean, by far you're six, six and you're 320
2: pounds. Oh God. That'd be great. 320. I don't even know. It's a mess. I'm a mess. Body comp wise. It's bad uh so that would be that would be weird i mean my vert would be dog shit three cone would be awful 40 i need a good jump and maybe i could get under five five maybe and i'm saying that maybe it's i can get under so six. I prob-
1: i'd probably beat you in that i'd probably be you in the vert too i got you in bench yeah i don't even i couldn't even test bench i'd have to i'd have to abstain from
2: doing that broad jump you might beat me by a couple inches maybe Maybe I don't know what your score was there. You definitely beat me on vert. I think I'm definitely beating you in the hands gauntlet for the receivers. I'm beating you as a quarterback. Uh coverage you probably you definitely have me secondary coverage. All lineman drills, I think I still hold up offensive line footwork. It's still going to be as bad or as good as it ever was. Um I think I take it. I think I think I take yeah, it. I don't think there's a debate. Closer. I'm
1: not going to ar- I'm not going to argue with you here on this. I'm glad we finally know. figure out who's the better athlete. You're, but that doesn't—it doesn't make you necessarily. I—I I, I actually, you know what? I have been an admitted terrible athlete. I have been a—I have said this before. I am, was not a good athlete. I just worked harder than everybody else. That's the only reason why I got onto the field.
2: So I, yeah, I mean, well, you, you were a better good. athlete than the long snapper before you, so you had that going for you. And then you were, yeah, really the was threshold wasn't very high. He, job. he tore his ACL
1: because he was. An alcoholic and top heavy, so it you know it didn't really. There was Why, not a lot of muscle are you recovery. Still, a
2: harboring resentment against him, you played I, freshman year, pal. I I should have been the full time starter my freshman year. I could have gotten to forty career starts if it wasn't for Mike uh, Curry's and, a fucking legend, and you better start putting some respect on his name. That's he what tore I'm
1: his say. ACL running in a straight Mike line. Curry I have never rules. seen. I have never in my life seen. Uh, a 20-year-old athlete tearing ACL running in a straight line. That Look, doesn't happen
2: unless you have old man shitty knees. That's fine. That's fair, and you're not wrong. But tell me, you got to admit, Mike Curry, if you saw him at a party, you'd be pretty fired up. You'd have to be. I'd say what's up, but I, I don't think I'd, oh, I'd, I'd be I'd fired be. up. You have to be fired up. Yeah, He had like some...
1: Deep relationship with 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 Mike Curry. He was my locker did, mate for a year. Uh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I forgot you were on the island of of. I was on yeah, They, the, they the stuck him the over there because island. they. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> stuck you and him over there because they knew you two were the biggest f ups on the. Um, I'm sure I was an f up team. Our, uh uh question from Ryan: Who would win in a fight? Five Joe sized bears or two bear sized joes five bears yeah the bears are stronger other them. way
2: even if it was oh wait, wait hold on two joe si- five. okay he got it backwards it would be five bear sized joes or two joe sized bears that's how it's supposed to be if not it's a crazy question either way even if you were f- five of you were the size of a bear i'm still taking the two bears that are the size of you Because a lot of black bears and a lot of bears local to the uh, United States outside of like the Yukon, they're not that big. They're not that big. It's like a big – it's pretty much Joe – bigger than Joe, but it's a bear. Uh, So I am taking definitely the bears against five. If we were going to call them big grizzlies or even polar bears, size Joes, I'm still taking the bears. Five bears are Joe size. That's not a competitive –
1: uh, no, no no that's not a competitive hypothetical all right great enough to wrap us up on at jody leone at sanderson radio we'll be back folks enjoy the rest of your weekend talk to you soon
0: this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping